Here's his boys. I'm gonna play you a discussion about how we dance. Sorry, <laughs> I was slightly out of breath. I just uh, done my uh, done my shopping at the supermarket and then I took uh, took the stairs. It's fucking like 33 degrees here as well. So I'm like, oh, ho, ho, sweltering, mate. Fucking sweltering, lad. <laughs> That's a Scouse accent, by the way. <clears throat> if you've uh, if you've ever been to Liverpool, um, you'll be familiar with the, uh, the Scouse accent. Anyway, um, yeah, before I play you the discussion uh, between myself and Daniel, I'm going to be publishing more of... So this is a, a live stream that we did. I'm going to be publicising the live streams onto the podcast because I know some of you boys just enjoy listening to the audio. You don't necessarily need to listen, to, uh, watch the video as well. So it just makes it easier uh, for you to consume. Some people prefer just like listening rather than watching. So uh, call me Father Christmas because I'm fucking delivering, mate. <laughs> fucking delivering, mate. <laughs> Such a high-pitched scouser. Um, but anyway, before we get into the podcast, um, just do me a massive favor. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, smash it a five-star review. Wherever you're listening to it, I don't run any fucking adverts on these podcasts because I think it destroys uh, the listening experience. Like, oh, now here's a word from our sponsor. <laughs> Even though no one would probably fucking sponsor me anyway. Anyway, but yeah, just leave it a five-star review. Um, if you're getting value from the podcast, then there's more guys out there <clears throat> who want this podcast podcast to reach because as you know, like this podcast is my personal expostulations. It's it's therapeutic for me to just be able to like put my thoughts out there into the world and you know, guys take value uh, from the things that I say. So yeah, just leave a five-star review. Uh, massively appreciated. And uh, yeah, enjoy the discussion. Mwah. There's, a, there's a Brazil nut in the corner of my room for, for some unknown reason. To be fair, this entire room is like a uh, like a museum of curiosities. People come into this room and they're like, Why the, what, what's all this stuff here? There's like a fan there, there's a mirror there, and there's a fucking Brazil nut in the corner. Do, do you reckon they were, that was positioned there on purpose? Yeah, definitely. I've got a friend of mine in Manchester, actually, and every time I go around his house, there's always just like random objects there. Like the last time that I was there, there's this, there's a single cheese puff just on the floor. I was like, Yo, what's, what's this doing here? I was like, I have no idea. And then there was a, a random slice of bread, which had, I think it had been buttered or half buttered. And it was just like on the top of his kitchen table. I was like, why is there a, a random slice of toast here? Uh, he's like, oh, no idea. It's been there for a long time. So <laughs> that was my impression. Imagine the girls who were coming there. It's like, fuck me. Like they've got that far. And then it's like cheese puff toast, random smells. I don't know how he pulls, but he does. So, if, you know, if he's doing it, there's hope for everybody. Anyway, um, how are you doing anyway? It's your birthday today, isn't it? It is indeed. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit tired this morning, but um, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I'm. It's obviously my birthday, so I'm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting a haircut. It's that time of the year I can go and get it cut. <laughs> the, the annual treat for yourself. <laughs> yeah, it happens only once in a blue moon, but yeah, it, it means Sorry. I can. Um, I can finally stop having my hair fall in front of my face. This is the longest it's ever been, but yeah, my goodness, yeah, ne- never again. <laughs> Yeah, fair. Uh, yeah, I wanted to get you back on the live stream because uh, for any guys who didn't watch the previous live stream, definitely watch that one. But because we had a really good conversation there, um, and we were using the live stream essentially to promote the new service that we're offering, uh, which is the Renaissance Day. So we've already had the first guy sign up for it. So we were running yep. an offer um, where the first guy to sign up would get a forty-five pound discount off the service. Uh, it's already cheap as shit anyway. So the whole service. Uh, so it's a, a four-hour one-to-one full day of coaching with this man here daniel uh who's worked in the industry for 
over 14 years, you've filmed over 15,000 cold approaches and essentially built the industry into what it is today. So all your favorite coaches, all your favorite videos, like the rejection reels, the instant date, forever, all that shit. Like he basically came up with the whole thing. Um, you've worked with who? Like Mystery, Torero. Didn't you work with that La, La Ruina guy as well? Uh, yeah, well, I, I worked for him at one point. Um, I'm a, I was an intern for Richard and then um yeah i mean i sorry it was through essentially him that i got to sort of meet and work with a lot of coaches back in 2009 but yeah again they, they weren't none of them were essentially clients because i was kind of employed at that point but um uh yeah it wasn't until afterwards that they yeah they all became clients especially once i started the cameraman business yeah, so you've worked with all the greats. You basically built the industry into what it is today. And guys are now getting the opportunity to work one-on-one -on -one with you for uh, a four-hour session in London where you'll meet up with them, you'll sit in a cafe, get them comfortable, get them acclimatized to you. And then you'll go out um, and you will film all of their approaches. So the footage is for private use only. So it's not going to go out onto YouTube. Don't worry about that. Like I said in the previous live stream, if you do have this insatiable impulse to become um a celebrity within the industry then let us know and we can easily publish them for you but there's no there's no pressure to do that for your use only um and then the footage will get sent over to me for even deeper analysis so you're basically getting two for the price of one not only are you getting my input but you spend the full day with dan as well um and for everything it's only 595 quid right for 595 quid you get all of this expertise you get an immediate feedback in real time and you're also getting you're also immortalizing the whole thing in a, in a video project, which is yours to keep. Um, and we also recommend as well, like we discussed in the previous live stream, that like once you've done your first one, book in another one with us, like a month later or two months later. It's like a before and after. So it's like if you go to the gym, do your first session, and then 60 days later, compare like you before to, to you later. So it's only £595. Uh, you can click the link in the description to um, look more into it to, to get more of the details but yeah we wanted to put this together really because i wanted to i wanted to give you boys the same treatment that i've had um for the past three years which is working with dan uh he's essentially been uh, a coach to me he's been giving me feedback i've been able to watch myself i've been putting it all up online on youtube um and for me it's the best way to make progress you know actually being able to have uh that reference point so you can actually mm. Um, get your blind spots pinpointed because, you know, I guarantee if you're going out there and you're trying to do all this on your own, there'll be so many things that you're doing wrong. And the final thing I'll say before I let you, uh, I'll, I'll give you some of the limelight is um, there was a comment <laughs> on the on the previous live stream that we did where uh, a guy commented being like, "Oh, this is really good. It's a really good service for guys who are new to this or have a lot of anxiety." And yeah, it is really good for those guys, but it's for everybody. Right, like every single person watching this needs feedback. It doesn't matter if you've been doing this for five minutes, five months, or five years, you need feedback, right? There's no point in thinking you've you've made it, right? Like the guy who signed up for this, right? He's he's living in LA at the moment. So he's coming all the way from LA to London to link up with Dan. He's been in the game for five years. So he, he's at an advanced level. But he said mm. to me during our conversation, you always need feedback, right? I always want to be upgrading myself and not feeling as though I'm fully complete. So this is for everybody, all right? So don't just think if you're watching this and you've been in the game for seven years, you're not going to be able to get value from it. You are. So it's for everybody. Anyway, off you go. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, 
the difference with someone who is a bit more established with doing the approaches uh, in this industry as opposed to someone who's new is that the new person, yeah, they'll just have more faults that absolutely they'll be able to get feedback on. But it's certainly uh, it's certainly safe to say that you'll get people who have been doing it for years and they'll still be making mistakes and stuff. And that's still absolutely OK. You know, I think we're all you know, people of error and we're only human and, and all of that sort of jazz. But um, you're still going to find that no matter what level that you're at, there's still things that you can end up changing or implementing, you know, whether it be um, uh, just changes in your body language that need to be uh, adapted. You know, maybe you're you're going in and you're hunching or, you know, your your behaviours, you know, you could kind of tweak maybe some like mannerisms or bad habits that you've got. Even how you're speaking to the women as well. You know, one thing that I absolutely love to try and do and, uh, you know, and this is something that I've certainly done with coaches anyway, to just avoid them all sounding like each other is just trying to find your own voice with doing the approaches. So you're not going to just have the copy and paste of like the old, the decade old uh, day game blueprint model. You know, you're going up to the girls and you're saying, excuse me, can I tell you something really quickly? What I noticed about you was X, Y, Z. Um, because if you are going to be going out and practicing a danger that I have certainly seen or or a scenario, maybe not a danger, but a scenario I have certainly seen, especially when you're kind of filming around the exact same locations in London, is that eventually you are going to be, uh, guys are going to be stopping women who are just also constantly passing through those same areas. And as soon as they hear that exact line, that so mm. that they know there's nothing different or nothing special about you, they're already going to switch off and they're not going to give you a chance. So part of what I'd like to at least try and encourage is to just help you to figure out just other things to say as well. Uh, besides sort of listening to like your vocal tonality, your speed of speech, um, how you are, uh, again, bringing up um, certain topics of interest are so going into like structure of content. You know, what are you actually asking the women that you're talking to? Is there maybe more appropriate questions that you can be talking about? What things can you ask that show a level of curiosity about the women that you're approaching as well? Because I also think that a lot of guys tend to think about just the outcome, like before they even go in to talk to a girl, they're already thinking like, I must get the number. If I don't get the number, I must, I might be a loser or something, you know, and they're just, you know, and, and they're putting this pressure on themselves. And even maybe if they're with their peers and, and, uh, and friends and stuff, and they're going out, um, it can be a bit, maybe of a, a, like a race to try and get results or whoever gets the most numbers is clearly the, uh, the alpha man of the, uh, the group or whatever so you know i want you to be going into interactions where you know you are you have genuine genuine level of curiosity you want to find out about the girl and um you are uh, just ultimately going to get better results uh, and better phone numbers especially if you're showing interest in them rather than just seeing them as like a potential number just to get so yeah if we're we're definitely working together then you know i will be looking at those three areas like body language linguistics structure of content um it doesn't matter whether you are a beginner or whether you've been established uh doing approaching for a while um, at the end of the day being able to get feedback and just 
having someone point out things uh, in a way that maybe you hadn't thought about before. Um, as Christian said, I mean, I, I have, I have genuinely seen easily over 15,000 or filmed over 15,000 approaches over the last sort of like 14 years. Um, you know, I essentially can be dreaming about the approaches. It's, you know, it's just, it haunts me at this point. Um, but, you know, I, I've seen and experienced literally everything there is in regards to uh, approaching, you know, and um, uh, I can honestly say, considering like I've, I have worked with so many coaches over the years, it, there really is no particular method of uh, of approaching. Absolutely. As long as you understand that the system in regards to how attraction works, how you run into the girl, I've seen it 80 different times. Openers, I've seen at least 80 different times. You know, there's so many ways to do it, but I want to be able to help you to find that version of you that is going to stand out to every other guy who's going to be doing the approaching. Because you also don't want to be just all saying the exact same lines and openers. There's nothing, it's it's too generic. There's nothing um, that's very authentic uh, about that. So um, that's essentially what I want to try and help you with. And absolutely, well, when we're out and about, we'll have fun whilst we're doing it. Um, I'll certainly give you the feedback over every interaction because I'll be able to hear um, every approach that you do. Um, and, um, you know, don't worry about with me where I'm sort of standing and stuff as long as you're going out having fun and um holding the uh the women's attention that you're talking to um i will literally be able to take care of the rest and uh, uh and film you uh in a very espionage like style and um yeah you'll you'll get hopefully as many videos as possible for uh for christian to review yeah when i was speaking to the guy from la like he he expressed exactly what we were saying in, in the previous live stream like he just said like i can't believe how much value is on offer for the price it's being offered at. and he was like i can't believe like what opportunity that i've actually got here and that's why he just signed up for it immediately like coming over from la so it's like you know if you're in the uk or europe and you're listening to this and there really is no excuse for you not to to cash in on this experience because this guy's coming all the way from LA to have this experience. Mm. So that's commitment, right? Because he is able to actually see the value in it. I said to you in the previous live stream, this is like we're sitting on Bitcoin back, Bitcoin back in 2008. Like the amount of value that the guys are getting is ridiculous. So we are going to increase the price at a later date because we, we know we're undercharging for the service. So if you're listening to this now, um, take advantage of the advantage whilst you still have the advantage. So is cold approach debt in London? That's the, uh, the topic of the live stream. I thought you'd be the perfect person to ask. Uh, this question, because obviously you've been you've been here since the start, so you've seen all sorts of seasons when it comes to cold approach in London. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Because I know uh, different guys have got different opinions about oh, can can I still get results in London? Is is cold approach still a viable option? Like, what do you think? Let's have an open discussion, honest open discussion about is cold approach dead in London or is it still a viable option? If it is a viable option, are there anything guys can do to maximise the results again? Um, well, first of all, yeah, no, I don't believe it's dead. Um, I believe it's absolutely capable still for guys to be going out and getting results in London. Uh, cause otherwise I'd certainly be out of a business if every time we were doing filming together and you were like, Daniel, we've, we filmed for an entire weekend and, uh, we just haven't got any content. And that's a very unlikely scenario that has never happened in all of the years of me, um, certainly filming in London. 
Um, I, I would say, though, it's certainly gone a little bit quieter because it seems like there's less guys going out. But if anything, that just means that there's more opportunities for people to to go and talk to. So it kind of has its um, its ebbs and flows. You know, it might feel like that it's gone a bit quieter, but there's certainly plenty of opportunities um, for guys to be going out and about. And I think they get even better opportunities if they consider mixing it up and not necessarily going to Leicester Square or Piccadilly Circus or Oxford Street and Covent Garden and all of that. So, you know, you can be doing street approaching anywhere. You know, that's the um, the beautiful thing with it. And I think, uh, I think, I don't know if it was with you that I had a conversation. It might have been with someone else recently, but the further out necessarily that you go from London um if you do end up doing street approaching because it's just so definitely uncommon um you get even better results um from it it's why I think people tend to go like up north to to Manchester or Birmingham just having uh and uh, the interactions there you get I think warmer results but no with 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 London no I don't believe it's it's dead um I think though as long as guys are going out um on a, a somewhat regular basis so not neglecting other areas of their lives as well um they are still making sure that they've got like either social lives or they're not quitting their jobs just to try and pursue the career of, of uh chasing women all day long on the street um absolutely there are plenty of opportunities for them to be uh uh, talking to people um and um uh and and yeah and it's it's really just setting that time aside um so if you're on your way to the gym make sure that you give yourself an extra half an hour with that journey to the gym and maybe even getting off a station or two earlier than you normally would do to to go there and and walk there and if you see anyone on the way go and talk to them so um yeah i think there's always opportunities everywhere i think is what i'm getting at yeah, no, I, yeah, that, yeah, I was just, there's some, some things that, that you said that I wanted to, to latch on to, because uh, I have conversations with, with guys, like, all the time about this stuff. And a lot of guys do just want to go straight into the lifestyle integration, right? So, like, oh, you know, like, I really just want to be able to go out there, like, when I'm on the way to, you know, get a pint of milk and just, like, speak to that girl. And I get that. I think that should be the end goal for all of us who get into this, is to make it, something you are rather than something you do so when you can when basically you're always on right so when the opportunity arises you can take advantage of that opportunity but in my opinion it's very unrealistic to go straight into that lifestyle integration right yeah. like i believe that every guy who gets into and myself included as well i had good social skills going into this because i was a magician for 10 years but even for me i had to pay my dues and i had to structure it in a way where i was going out and i was day gaming deliberately so actually going out and time blocking like times of the day where i would go out and i recommend to guys listening to this just give yourself two hours a week right set aside two hours a week so maybe one hour saturday one hour sunday and aim to do seven approaches within an hour all right and the time limit actually matters more than the number of approaches because you don't want to be that guy who's just parading around the pavement for five hours speaking to nobody so you have to hold yourself accountable with the time limit so aim to get seven done in one hour if one hour has passed and you've done six forget about it get on with the rest of your day well done you've done six if you've done four forget about it get on the rest of your day like that for me that's the best way to start that integration because you're getting reps in the reps lead to momentum and then the momentum leads to results because you're always on effectively but yeah i think in a city like london 
you then it's easier i think to have those sessions consistently you could even do like three a week if you because the beauty of london you've got so many different places and boroughs and locations that you can hit up if you are yeah, in a city like manchester yeah if you're in a city like manchester yeah it's good because they are a lot more friendly up north but you're quite limited in where you can go in that city it's not as yeah. big as london so you've really only got market street you can go like to towards deansgate but that gets a bit quiet Mm. yeah in london it affords so much more volume to actually practice this skill set um you i mean you've you've been up north with me in manchester um how did you find like manchester compared to london um i mean don't get me wrong it was it was busy but it i got the sense of you know within about a couple of hours we'd walked everywhere um like yeah. that was it Whereas at least with London, I mean, you could explore it for like an entire week and then you could probably say, right, we've been literally everywhere. Or I suppose with the amount of walking and filming we we tend to do, you could probably max out going like just con constantly walking from like the morning until late afternoon, evening. And you could probably milk all of London still in about four days. And that's going probably from like... Uh, uh, uh maybe not no let's say london bridge like all the way probably to like uh battersea and um and sloan square in chelsea you know so like the real fall left and right there so yeah i i, I think there's london's massive london london is huge that so you can never really go short with people to talk to i don't think in london yeah, I think for the guys who do complain, now let's say uh, cold approach has gone harder or London is not a viable city anymore, whatever it is. I, I, I do think the problem with those guys is they simply haven't gotten better. I, always, mm. I don't just mean gotten better with the skill set of day game. I mean, like holistically uh, improving themselves, because like when a city does get more difficult, usually it means there's just more high quality guys in that particular city. And it is easy these days to get left behind in the current sexual marketplace, especially in a city like London, because there are a lot of high value guys here. There's no getting away from it. So I think for the guys who do complain, oh, London's gone harder, I'm not getting dates, I'm not getting results. It's probably because you've not actually improved. Like if you've been in the game for a while, you're still the same guy who you were five years ago. But the yep. world's moved on. The world's changed. The, the dating market's got more competitive. And if you're one of those guys who's complained that your results have have, uh, have gone dry, you need to get feedback because something's going wrong along the way, right? You've maybe you've stopped you've stopped uh, you've stopped building yourself as a guy like your fitness, your fashion, your finances. Maybe your mental health has gone a little bit down the pan. Maybe you don't have a masculine support network of like-minded guys who can build you up. Maybe like Dan said, you're still going to the same place at the same time, approaching the same sort of girl, using the same fucking openers and routines or whatever. So. I, cause I was in Krakow recently, which is like my favorite city. I love Krakow. And it's so interesting. Cause I, I, I saw a lot of other guys who were day gaming out there. And there was this French, there was this French guy. <laughs> it's like the new convention, is it? <laughs> yeah, right? There was, this, uh, there was this French guy I bumped into. So I was coaching. Uh, he came over to me. Obviously, you can tell you can tell day game guys from a fucking mile off. Don't you? Very unnatural position on the streets. Anyway, well, I can see it in their body language. Usually, they copy a coach that they've been following on YouTube. So um, I remember at one point, um, especially when I, I was working with a lot of coaches in London, it probably would have been pre-pandemic. But I used to, if I was walking down Oxford Street, 
and I saw someone doing an approach, I could tell just from how they were standing talking to the girl which coach that they'd most likely been working with. And then sometimes I'd even wait until they'd finished the interaction. I'd go over and say, like, were you following Tom? Or were you following James? Or were you following this person? All that? And they would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you know? I'm like, yeah, I I, I, I have no idea. But just a, just a pure guess, I suppose. But um, but no, it, it's it's very easy to spot guys who were doing uh, approaching. Maybe it's just because, again, I've seen it so many times. But I can just tell if uh, you've, um, you're standing and talking to someone who is uh, uh, not someone that you've known for a very long time. Yeah, so Mr. French guy comes over to me in this park and uh, he comes over and he was like, uh, uh, the, the, the day game is going so hard here, like the, 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 the girls, the girls, they're, they're not receptive. And I was like, wait, that was my French accent, by the way. I was like, wait, what, what, what are you talking about? What do you mean, like, the girls are not receptive? What do you mean day game's going hard here? He was like, you know, he's like, oh, the girls, they just uh, blow me out. i not getting no results. I was like... Yeah, interesting. I was like, that's not my experience in the slightest. And I looked at him, and just by looking at him, I was I could just tell that he he'd not been putting the reps in. He was dressed shit. He hadn't taken care to take care. His overall attitude towards the whole thing was super negative. So he was obviously going to every single approach, experiencing failure in advance, because he'd made the decision in his mind that this wasn't a good city. So mm. like, I, the mindset that I was going to crack off with was, this city's amazing. The women are beautiful, so feminine, so receptive. I love it here. So I do think that perception is reality. And if you're going to a city and you've already got limited expectations of that place and the city will, the city is like a mirror and it reflects back your own viewpoint. So it, it does sound woo-woo, but I believe in it. I do believe perception is reality. And I do believe that the world mirrors back your own internal dialogue. So even, even before you go out, right, even before you go out for your next fucking session, just say to yourself, this is the best city in the world. Women absolutely love me here. The women are so receptive. I can't wait to deliver my values to the world. I can't wait to meet these women today. It's going to be amazing because the amount of guys who I work with at the start of our weekenders or however long we're working together for, They'll, they'll just say like little things, like little things which don't really mean anything to anybody. But I can tell what they're saying straight away. Like when I was in Krakow, one of the guys was like, it was a Saturday. And he was like, oh, there seems to be more couples today, right? Just a little like throwaway statement like that. But what he was really saying is, I think I'm going to struggle to get results today. That's what he's really saying, right? Mm. So you have to be careful because the language that you you use solidifies an identity that you may well want to avoid. So yeah, just be careful when you are going out there of, of, of the stories that you're telling yourself, right? Because if you're telling yourself stories that are strangling your success, then it's no wonder why the girls aren't receptive to you. So I do believe like there is a little bit of like uh, brainwashing in this. Like you do sometimes just have to... Um, give yourself reasons why it's going to go good that might be affirmations that might just be telling yourself better things it might even just be warming up with a few like like middle-aged ladies like just to get yourself in that social state you know yeah well in fact two things to to add on top of that so i mean it, it's safe to say first impressions matter um if like this french guy um wasn't at least dressed in a way that did make a good first impression mm -hmm. then already that's just going to create this story that is just going to play out of like oh well the girls aren't looking at me in a way that they are attracted to me so already if i'm going over to talk to them then that's 
going to already start a, a negative result and and so on. Um, but something that you did say, um, which I definitely agree with, you know, there is a, almost a self-fulfilling prophecy that plays out mm -hmm. where if you go in with a negative mindset, then you are going to create that scenario, uh, that negative scenario play out as well. And you can just create this perpetuating cycle that if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to have a bad day approaching, and then you go into an approach and you're already thinking, this is going to go bad. So, so the narrative there is you're telling yourself this is going to go bad. It then does go bad. You're going to see that negative reinforcement kick in. And then when you walk away, you're going to go, oh, that was a terrible approach. Oh, I must be really bad at this. This is not going to be a good day at all. And then that cycle is just going to start again. So, you know, how do you then counter something like that? Well, definitely, you know, you have to just either be positive for yourself. Um, what can also be a good starter is actually doing more altruistic things. Um, definitely affirmations, but I, I find um, with affirmations, it has to be, there has to be a bit of action taken with affirmations. So by that, it could just simply be by saying the words out loud. So you hear it and that audio um, actually overrides your, your thought process. Um, I don't know who, there's, there was an expert who did an, uh, an experiment. I think she even got interviewed by Tom Boyu, actually, um, uh, where she said, like, if you're feeling really lazy and you're stuck in bed, then give yourself a countdown and then say out loud. Oh, that's Mel Robin, Robbins, isn't it? The five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, I, th I think so. I think I, I know it's been sort of interpreted. Everyone sort of takes the same concept, they twist the names and, and turn it. It's a bit hot in here. <laughs> just getting all hot bothered from uh, from the live stream. No, it's because um, I'm, I'm on the top floor, man. That's why I've got that fucking fan in here. But I was like, I don't oh, so all the heat is sort of like gone up, and you're like like radiating yourself. No, yeah, it's like thirty degrees of him. I'm sorry, sorry. Anyway, you five the five. Yeah, so, but, but you know that that concept is is true, um, and and it does work. That you if you if you're someone who gets very stuck in their head, and you find it very difficult to. Um, overcome that inner dialogue that saying to you like you're not good enough this isn't great you're going to fail or you're a failure and all this and that women don't want you you're unlovable and stuff then saying out loud affirmations can be something that can override that um but uh what was the other what was the point that i said just just before the affirmation i can't i can't remember what i said now like doing altruistic things Oh yeah, that was it. So um, doing altruistic exercises is also just a great way to just take that pressure off yourself um, if you're struggling with approaching. Um, a great it's so there's even been experiments done where if you are doing altruistic things for people, so let's say if you are going out, you're giving compliments to strangers, or you're buying hot chocolate for people or you were to hand out roses like like woo woo silly things but there have actually been tests done that it does actually open the uh the arteries and veins up more uh, allows more blood blood flow through the body and um it can help to calm you down um and reduce that anxiety and in fact you can then feel happier you'll release more endorphins and serotonin and then when you go into interactions you'll find that there'll be a full 360 that has taken place and you'll actually have good interactions with people because you're now in a place where your emotions are really good. So um, it's certainly something to consider with that. 
Um, and there was another point. I can't remember what it was now, now though, as, as I've gone on that tangent. But, uh, yeah, I know. I think that's really useful. I mean, that definitely, I mean, it brings in some fucking scientific facts as well. Because I think, like, I always say to people, like, you win with this or you just win with life when you're operating from a place of wholeness rather than from a place of lack. It's like when you've got, when your cup is so full and you've got so much to give, like that's that's the mindset that you're going out with, out there with. I'm going out there to just seduce the world, to give to the world. Like it makes me feel good to give. Like, and I think doing those altruistic things, 100%, like I've got this thing what I do, I call it pre-gaming. It's like the game before the game. It's like before mm. I even go out there and do any approaches, I'll just make myself feel as much like a winner as possible. And obviously every guy's got their own system for doing this, but like, yeah. I just- but, but you, I, you have to, you, you have yeah. to. I mean, imagine then if you, let's say you've had a really bad day at work. Let's say we've got a typical guy who's gone to a nine to five. He's had a really terrible day and he's like, okay, right, I've got to go out and I've got to do some approaches now. He goes out and he gets in, he goes, puts himself into interactions and they just go horribly wrong. It's it's not going to shift his emotion into something that's more positive. And the very likelihood is that he's just literally going to be like hitting his head against a brick wall. He's not going to have good interactions if he's gone out with uh, a mentality of like, he can't be bothered or he's not in the mood for it and stuff. You have to shift that emotion if you want to then get um, a better result. So yeah, you, you have to do something. If you're, depending on how you're feeling before you do go out doing approaching, especially in somewhere like London, um, you've got to make sure that you are going out with the right headspace in mind. So when you are uh, thinking about doing your approaching, especially if you're looking to go on dates. So it means that you've got to have a fun interaction. If you're being like a really boring, miserable person and you're just not in the mood to go and talk to people, that isn't going to get you results. So you have to certainly shift that um, and re uh, get rid of this self-fulfilling prophecy of if you're going out with a bad mood that you aren't going to get results like that. And the way in how you break that is by certainly trying to do what you can to put yourself into a good mood. And um, and then, yeah, and then you will see results that way. So even if guys are saying like, oh, maybe day game is dead in London, it's probably because they're just not in the mood for it themselves. If they are in the mood, because women want to be swept off their feet all of the time. You know, I don't think, in fact, I think Hitch was a, was a great, uh, in fact, Hitch, I don't know if you knew or not, but the, the movie Hitch was actually based off of, I think it was David Wigan, who I'd also filmed with back in the day as well. But he was sort of the inspiration for that movie. And one of the things that he always used to say was like, you know, no woman doesn't want to get swept off of her feet at some point uh, in their lives. So it's if you're going out and you're making people feel good and you're uh, you're expressing um, that that positive energy that you've got, then, you know, why wouldn't someone be welcoming of that? That would say more about them than it would of you. So, you know, if you're a guy and you're going out and maybe, yes, you are warming yourself up into a better state and you're you're giving compliments. And if someone sort of looks at you and frowns and like, like, how dare you give me a compliment? I think that says more about them than it does about you. So also, yeah, guys shouldn't um, let themselves get affected uh, with that sort of thing, especially if they are day game in London and maybe they have just unfortunately caught someone on a bad day and um, and then they they just sort of like give up, they throw in the towel and they're like, no, London's impossible, I can't approach anyone and stuff. Um, you know, I think it's also just too easy to forget like people have their own lives going on as well and, you know, 
you, you don't know what's going on with people to when you're going over to uh, approach and, and talk to them. So, you know, all you can do, depending on what kind of day you're having, especially in London, just try and do something that's uh, more positive, more altruistic. And you'll certainly break whatever cycle of how you're feeling about yourself, whatever that mindset is that you've you've got going on. Um, and also, in fact, I think it's probably just respecting the uh, the pace uh, where you're at level wise as well. You know, if a beginner, let's say, is going out, whether they're working with you, Christian, or they're going out with their friends and stuff, they have to kind of respect that, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and they aren't going to be like sleeping with uh, women literally on that first day that they go out, but they're going to have to work on their conversation skills. They're going to have to work on flirting. They're going to have to work on how they talk to people. <clears throat> they're going to have to work on also how they look uh, and feel about themselves as well. You know, if a guy's going out dressed in like a tracksuit and he's approaching people and he's wondering why they're running away, it's probably because, you know, they think you're going to mug them. So, you know, you have to certainly just remember like, People aren't used to the concept of doing street approaching. You know, it's completely abnormal to them. And um, you have to go in uh, into your interactions, remembering that, like, I need to dress in a way that does make a really great first impression uh, on the women that I'm going to talk to. If my mindset isn't quite in the right place, then I need to do something that's going to change that around. It's going to be very difficult for me to be getting phone numbers or going on dates with people if i'm in a really bad mood or if i feel shit and stuff um you know yes absolutely you can say that in the interactions being very honest and saying look i thought you were attractive but you know i've had a bit of a stressful day and i wanted to come and say hello absolutely you know stuff like that works so i think we've even filmed you doing some stuff like that as well where you've just said like oh i'm, I'm hungover or i've i've uh, uh, oh, I've, I've had a really stressful morning, so I just wanted to give out a compliment or something, you know, and stuff like that works. It's that that altruism that can just break that cycle um, and that state, that negative state that perhaps you're in. Um, and uh, and definitely, yeah, and I suppose mindset um, as well. You've got to, um, if you're going out on your own or if you're going out with, with friends, you know, you've got to have that that support and create that community uh within each other and it's great that christians actually got that community that you know of guys that, that uh, do essentially wing each other and they do help each other out um but certainly one thing that i will say if you are going out with uh with friends the best thing that you can do that can help you with your conversations is to not talk about game with each other don't 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 even consider it don't let it be part of your your conversations unless maybe it's just to get feedback just after you've done an approach and maybe like your friends have listened in um and um you can say to them like that what what how what do you think did i how did it sound or how did it look that should be like the only moment if you end up having normal conversations with people it is so much easier to have normal conversations with people um if you're talking about game and pick up when you're out and about like for the entire day that you're approaching it's very difficult to take yourself out of that mindset and the best mindset you want to have is one that allows you to be uh, a bit more improv -y. so if you can learn to try and uh, think out of the box when you are actually talking to people uh, and I've actually got a great exercise and this would be one that I would end up uh, giving to guys um, is like let's say let's let's use just going in for the approach for example in fact let's use the idea of going for it giving a compliment let's say 
if a guy struggles on what to come up with idea wise for compliments, then I would say to them like, okay, as your your challenge or your exercise, and certainly for guys watching this, you know, give this a go, and you'll you'll see a big difference in your conversations just as this evolves. But I want you to when you give your when you give a compliment on the next person you talk to and 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 forever onwards, you're not allowed to use that same compliment during that day. So I always will then say to people, especially even with coaches, I'd say, right, start off really, really simple. Just say they look nice. Okay. And then once they've said that, the next person or for the rest of the day, they're not allowed to say you look nice. It has to be a step up from that. So you're now forcing your brain to be a bit more creative with things to talk about or to give a different compliment. So then it might look, it might evolve into like, yeah, you look great. My God, you look absolutely amazing today. Wow, you look epic. I just had to stop you. How epic and legendary you look. You know, I mean, you're, and you're smiling about it, but, you know, it, it gets a little bit, it can get silly and sillier, but that shift in energy and creativity as well, it works. If the girl's then reacting in a really, the girl will definitely re react in a really smiley and happy way. If you've told her, like, she looks epic, today or like my goodness like you know guys would walk into lampposts if they were if they saw you today yeah just just things like it just um brings out that that creativity and in fact i have found that when you can just encourage a little bit of that creativity you instantly break away from any of the lines and routines that you have been taught or, or have maybe copied off of coaches that you've watched on YouTube. And you will see not just a shift in the conversation, but you'll also see a bit see a bit of a shift in results as well. And even just your own behavior uh, with that. And, and this is something that I do like with, at least with the filming side of things, because, you know, you see that. And you only have to even watch like Christian's content over the last couple of years to just see what his conversations were like at the very start when we filmed together. So I think like when you went on like an instant date with like the German girl, I think that was the first on the first session that that we did. Right. I could, I could be mistaken. Uh, yeah, it might be actually. Yeah, or, or very early on, you know, and yeah. you look at like the conversations that you had um, with just the, the approaches and even like going on a date and stuff. And then you look at, just how that has evolved over the two, three years. You know, you're, you're certainly not saying the exact same stuff that you were saying back then, except maybe like one or two of the odd jokes because, you know, you've learned how to properly deliver them and, and stuff. But like with the, like I know I bring it up, like with you, you said like your mum thought your your name with a starting with a K was cool and, and all of that, you know, but that works because that works for you. If I start saying like, yeah, I thought, uh, my mum thought my name was cool by starting my name with a K. It just wouldn't work because it just doesn't, you know. That's uh, <laughs> my name Daniel, Daniel with a K. <laughs> yeah, it just it just wouldn't work. So that like line or routine just wouldn't be. Uh, it'd be just impossible for me. So I would have to then develop my own line that I could work. So if there was then something that Christian had said, could I change and turn that into a version for me? And if I can, I can. If I can't that's that's fine too then it means i need to then think about what things can i talk about with uh with women or, or in conversations that i want to have that is more personal and more interest to me so yeah that's where absolutely being able to film uh film your approaches get that feedback can be really really beneficial for you and you can uh just 
be thinking about the different uh, conversations that you can have. And especially if you're watching yourself back, uh, I think it's great to be self-critical and look and go, you know what? I don't like that about myself. I don't like what I've said here. I don't like how I'm standing or how I'm posturing. Oh, I say ums and ers a lot. Uh, oh, I um, I keep using this same line uh, over and over again. And clearly how I'm delivering it just sounds really boring and, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it's being able to watch yourself is certainly one of the best ways to get feedback with that. Um, and then absolutely, if you've got me uh, essentially encouraging you to sort of like find your own way with how you're talking to people as well, because um, I can even honestly say, like, certainly over the years, the amount of my my own content lines, routines, openers and compliments and stuff that I've come up with that then uh, coaches have incorporated and then used for themselves, you know, will probably surprise you as well. So, um, yeah, so I mean, I, mean, I hope at least I, that, that all kind of like makes sense. But absolutely being able to just watch your own footage, seeing how you are on camera um, being critical of yourself, as well as having someone else um, give you that feedback and um, also point out, you know, what's right, what's wrong, what could you do differently? Uh, in fact, I mean, there's not really a right or wrong way with it. I mean, a conversation is a conversation, you know. Um, the last thing you want to be thinking about is like, I have to have the perfect conversation because that will just make having um, conversations with people more difficult if you're overthinking it. and that's not how an interaction should be. It should be very improv -y. Uh, I love the idea that a conversation should actually be chaotic. There should be mistakes there. It's what makes you uh, appear more normal, I think, and in fact, more likable as a person. Um, and um, uh, the more I can kind of get uh, you as, as the viewers um, away from uh, using the lines and routines, you'll only get better results for it and then at least if you've got the first round of filming with me uh, and then christian giving you the uh, the feedback on it um and then you know a few months later you can do the coaching again and we can then see how you've implemented um that feedback and advice because of course christian will be working with you after you've worked with me so i won't get to hear necessarily what the feedback was that that christian uh, gave you unless you end up sort of telling me personally afterwards yeah um, so you know um no perfect so you know so otherwise you know the feedback that i give you is the only sort of stuff that that i'll be aware of um so yeah it, it's great then for at least for me like a few months later to just see you know what then the feedback that christian has given how you've implemented it um have you actually practiced and um you know incorporated these changes and then now that you have done that are there any further changes that need to be made because it's very difficult to just do a hundred percent changes in one go uh and sometimes also when you do make some changes other things can turn up anyway so sometimes it is good just to have that extra nudge back on track just to kind of get you to go like okay right now that i've focused on this and this this other little area has slipped up a little bit but now that i've got that feedback okay as long as i can maintain my conversations and this and that i only have to work on this and then i should be um in a in a really good place and you know and if you're putting the effort into this industry or if you're putting this effort into this area of your life don't don't squander it make sure that you are keeping that skill up so that it can then be 
ingrained as part of your routine in, in your everyday life. Um, and that, you know, when you're journeying wherever, you do give yourself every opportunity to meet people rather than like months later, where I have certainly seen this with guys, they because they've gone back to their normal everyday routine, they get lazy. Maybe they haven't got friends that they can go out with. Um, so they then put off the idea of going out themselves. And then that skill just like slowly deteriorates. And then maybe six months later, they are exactly where they were. And they're now like a few grand down because they just either didn't give themselves the aftercare or that they didn't take that action or um, or that accountability to carry on with with what they've learned so this is where this would be perfect and i think you know considering even with the price and certainly with the experience with what christian's got and with me as well yeah you're in safe hands and i want guys to get results you know i mean for me i'm, I'm a big advocate i want guys to sort of find relationships and stuff obviously that doesn't mean you you can only work with me if you only want that but yeah, I, I want guys to get really good results and be really happy with their their dating lives. You know, it, it did wonders for me over the years and it did wonders for like every coach that I know and thousands of guys that I was very fortunate enough to to work with and, and be around as well. So, you know, this is certainly a life changing area, but you have to maintain the skill if you want to do it and that doesn't mean you have to then be living on the street all the time to approach but it's certainly great to have that skill of if you're going to a social event or networking that you have the ability to talk to people and that's because you've had someone like christian um give you that constant feedback to just make sure that you are doing this long enough around a professional who is gonna make sure that it is ingrained in you and and the, the results stay with you for years to come and it was money well worth spent. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, like, like both of us, like we we want the guys who we work with to get results because it's a reflection on us as people. Like my biggest nightmare is a guy working with me and feeling disappointed by the service. Like, and that's why I'll I'll go and I'll go above and beyond to make sure you get what you want to get out of this. However, this only works if you do, right? Mm. And you'll get out with this what you put into it. My my coaching has changed a lot. I think because I've matured more uh, as a person, especially since like the past the past year, I would say I'm I'm a lot more ruthless with my coaching, right? So like back in the day when guys were coming to work with me, I'd be a little bit more lenient. Like if they were you know pushing out of approaches, or I could tell they weren't giving them full selves to the to the experience. You know, I'd sit down with them in the cafe, like, right, well, what's going on here? Now I'm not like that because I don't believe that's what guys um, need to hear, right? So yeah, now, it's tough love. You you have yeah. to the the thing with this, uh, I, and I'll make kind of a big generalization here, but I think usually with um, uh, a lot of guys who get into the industry who are you know all the newbies and stuff um unfortunately for whatever reason they don't always tend to have like a father figure in place so it means that they tend to not have learned some of the life skills that they needed to actually be that guy that can you know go out and meet women so they have to look for a new role model that is going to help them and you know and absolutely i agree being sometimes that tough love or being a bit stricter with people you have to do it's you know you can give them the 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 once or twice like okay i'll let you off this time but you're gonna have to 
you know, I'm I'm not going to let you off well, for like the further results. I, I, I pre-frame it now at the start of my sessions because I, because now I've worked with so many guys, I already know what all of the I already know what all of the comments mean, right? I, literally, I just say to my guys, whenever you don't want to do something, it's because you're scared, right? So mm. so tell me that, but I will not tolerate. Oh, what girl? I'll get the next one. She looked busy. I had one the other day where the guy was like, "Oh no, I think she's about to go to a meeting." Like that does that does that does not. How would you that does, that unless you does, unless you that, ask. That does that does not cut it with me whatsoever. So yeah. we we, yeah. we sat down we sat down at the table and I just said to him, "Mate, we're we're not doing this, right?" Like it's the the thing is right. If you're gonna sign up to an experience like this, day game is not for the faint-hearted. It's not. There's no perks of being a wallflower. With this so you can leave your pussy energy at the door because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tolerate it, right? Because guys, I think will 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 work with a coach who they resonate with the most. Like, if you want a flowery, I'll hold your hand. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Type of uh, experience. And I'm certainly not the person for you because I will tell you what you need to know rather than what you want to hear. And you have to take that personal accountability for it. Like, you know what you're signing up to when you're coming here. You know you're going to be getting pushed into approaches with beautiful girls. That's standard, right? And if, if you've got a problem with that, that's like going to a swimming gala and complaining about getting wet. Do it, right? But you can't come here and only give 50% because... As a as an added bonus, you into the WhatsApp group as well, so you'll be able to connect with other like-minded guys, guys who I've coached personally, who I can. Their lives holistically across the board. It's not just becoming good at day game; it's about becoming good at life overall and using this as a way to deliver your value. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be filming it. We're gonna be holding you accountable. Um, you're gonna get introduced to a network of like-minded guys. So you're not not doing this on your own. Like I listen to a lot of uh, of Alex Hormozy, and he says make people an offer so good that they'd feel stupid to say no. I believe this is a stupidly good offer for the price for the value of the experience that guys are getting. But yeah, you have to come here and you actually have to to want it. I think that's it, and that's what I think. And you've probably had similar experiences the guys who go from mediocre to good to great with this it's not necessarily the best looking guys or the guys who've got the best jobs or the best careers i've got the fucking penthouse in malibu it's the guys who just want it the most like yeah. Ephraim, who i coached out in warsaw he's the best example i can think of he like mindset i think is everything with this he knew exactly what he was coming for he knew he was not he wasn't going to make any excuses he'd do exactly what i told him and he had one of the best client experiences that i've ever coached and that came about simply because he just wanted it right and that's what you need that's what we need from you it's the only thing that we ask is that you turn up on the day yeah you're going to be shit scared you're going to be flooded with the avalanche of anxiety you're going to get it bombarded by your own bullshit you'll be on the train to the session thinking fuck what have i signed up for here but like, that's fine like we can we can deal with that just just tell us how you feel but for me anyway i i can't tolerate time wasters people who are going to sign up for an experience like this three hours in they've still not done a fucking approach so like, well what have you come here for yeah. and and it, i think one of the more heartbreaking things for me over the years is when guys can spend a lot of money and they do nothing with the skill 
you know so if you're gonna do it then yeah you need to do it don't don't just do it and think all oh, right like uh like as if you've just taken a magic pill or a magic wand has been cast especially with Chrissy being a magician but like you know that the magic wand has been cast and then suddenly like, oh hey presto i can go back yeah. to normal life now my life will be great and amazing and stuff you know you have to constantly be taking action and doing something you know um and uh, and i'm not surprised yeah with with you can't i remember it that was that was the one that you went to krakow right and you were there oh, from a month warsaw warsaw that, that's right yeah because i went to my brother's thing in, in krakow so um so no I, so i mean it makes sense then you've got a long period of time working together you're kind of your what well, i don't know what the word would be but if you're just sort of like throwing yourself into it and you're just absorbing yourself in that world constantly doing approaching every single day as well yeah i think it's great long-term training i think is such a good way to um to get results so you know even if a guy were to let's say do like just a weekend training you have to carry on doing stuff thereafter it's not going to be a fix if you're just if you just end up doing uh, a weekend training and then you don't think about doing anything further than that afterwards um i do think guys are wasting money i know with they guys who've gone to other coaches they've spent uh, like thousands of pounds and then like a, a month later they're like oh I, I need to find another coach to to go to and then i think they've actually gone to you and then they've actually got the the training and the help that they have have needed you know but it is certainly heartbreaking that like guys aren't holding themselves uh accountable and they're like okay i've done this if i if i'm really serious about getting the results with this then i need to think about a more long-term strategy that i can just incorporate this into my life even if i don't want to be street approaching every week you know uh, yeah you don't need and you don't need to right like no. you don't need it that's the whole point of doing an experience like this like i i don't want to be out approaching on the fucking streets every weekend and i don't do that because like i like to be efficient with my time and it's a case of you learn the skill set we give you the entire playbook and we hold you accountable for your actions but then we'd actually want you to integrate this Right. But like literally, like I said at the start, trying to integrate it before you've got any feedback or any one uh, pinpoint in your blind spots is a ludicrous thing to think. Right. Mm. You have to you have to have that practice period where you go through the pain, you forge a new identity through the fire, you get feedback from guys who are further ahead than you. And then after that, then you can start integrating it. Like I said, I was a magician for 10 years. I had to go through that route as well. And I was fortunate that I came across you uh, being Dan when I did, because I was six months into my journey. Um, I, I, I heard about you. I just sent you a WhatsApp message on a whim being like, right, I want to film with you. And I didn't even know what I was getting myself in for. I didn't know how much value I was actually going to get from it. I thought, okay, it's just going to be some bloke to hold the camera for me. I've seen this stuff before. It looks good. But like, it was a holistic three-year fucking coaching experience, which is still ongoing as well. So yeah, yeah point being, guys need to drop their ego with this. Like, I thought before I got into this, I was confident. I thought that I was going to be, you know, smashing out the park on day one. No, it's not like that. As soon as I got my footage, as soon as I watched myself back on camera, I was like, fuck me, you're shit. You dress like shit. You look like shit. And the internet is telling you, uh, it's, the internet is confirming your worst case, your, your sort of worst case belief. So yeah, in the moment, of course it feels shit. But if you actually want to do well in life, you have to take that feedback on board. Yeah, well, I think I even vaguely remember like, like when we did do our, like our first sort of session or two, and I think you'd even asked me for feedback and I was quite critical on like some of the things and you, but you were like, okay, I will work on these and, and I will change them. And yeah, I think even then you also told me about like you'd watch the footage back and you were a bit like, 
damn, I can't believe you watched me feel uh, you film me uh, doing these these approaches. But, you know, be, again, being self-critical, I think, is a great way to to really learn if you're able to see yourself from that third person perspective. It's almost like an out of body experience, uh, I suppose, in a way. But um, being able to just see yourself, seeing how you're interacting in the world. Yeah, you you can then really judge yourself harshly but if you really want to work on any like uh mannerisms or bad habits that you've got you very 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 quickly adapt you know because it's one thing if someone says like oh you're you're doing this or doing that but when you see yourself doing them and someone points it out very very different scenario that plays out with that and you overcome those issues incredibly fast but what does that mean it, it means in that you get better results from that as well yeah, and you're, you're either going to pay with money or you're going to pay with time, right? That's the reality of it. And if you actually want to get good at this skill set, then you're, you're going to have to take these actions anyway, right? You're literally going to have to take these actions. So you may as well do it with people who, who are going to get you there faster, right? It's like, for me, I joined a $10,000 coaching mastermind program. And like, two things to say about that. First of all, even when you pay a lot of money for something, like I've paid a lot of money for that, like on a relative scale, it's a decent chunk of change. But even for me, I know I'm going to get out what I put into it, right? Mm. Paying paying the money into a coaching program, you pay to get access, right? But like you say, like people just want these magic bullets thinking like, okay, if I buy this self-help book, I don't have to read it. The information is automatically going to sink into my brain. No, yeah. it doesn't work like it's that. It's like it's that scene in the Matrix movie um, when uh, uh, Keanu Reeves learns Kung Fu, you know, like as if he's like plugged in, everything's just downloaded. And it's like, oh, yep, that's it. I've, I've got the skill now. I can I can talk to anyone. I'm an expert conversationalist and I can uh, woo women. Um, it, it just doesn't work like that. You have to put in the uh, the grasp it's like with anything in life you have to unfortunately you have to put the time and effort into it but what certainly does make that difference is you know your dedication to it how badly do you want to succeed in that area and um you know what are you willing to um to put aside to to get that result and that would be you know the ego if you can kind of move aside you know, like the the level of pride that maybe you've got, you're like, no, I don't want someone telling me what to do. Well, I can do it myself, you know, or, you know, the where the ego can come in and you can maybe think like, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm really good. I don't have any problems and stuff. But then you can have someone literally give you the fever and say, look, if you, t if you get rid of these, if you change these, you'll get results. And implementing those changes over a long period of time, absolutely, yeah you'll get those yeah. results and and it, yeah like a personal trainer can't lift the weight for you and the personal trainer can't stop you stuffing your face with donuts midnight on a saturday night because you got drunk with the lads like that's oh, you call me job. and it's the same as this like guys are always like oh you know you're only a like a good day game coach if your clients get laid and it's like just to put this out there it is not my job and it's not my responsibility. And I have got zero control whatsoever. If a guy I coach sticks his dick inside of a girl, I, that is beyond my control, right? I can lead him to the water. It's up to him if he fucking drinks, right? So it's just a ludicrous mindset that guys seem to have. They're always coming like, oh, but did he get laid? Did this, whatever. It's like, it's, that's not my job. It's not Dan's job either. We give you the playbook. We hold you accountable. Like, we've got no control over what happens in the fucking bedroom. So stop commenting such horseshit things, 
right? It's up yeah. to the guy at the end of the day. If he's going to lift the weight, if he's going to do the marathon, or if he's going to take make the most out of the $10,000 coaching program, it's on him. Like, it's on me if I get results from my program. So it's on you if you get results from this. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, and the last thing I want to do is is be standing there with the camera, you know, filming here in the bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, that's a completely different uh, type of video. Um, I was going to say, is, is. I was going to say as well, just uh, the final thing on London Day game. I believe that London's the best city to train. I don't believe it's the best city to stay. So I work with a lot of uh, high achieving like entrepreneurs and digital nomads. So they've got that flexibility with their location, the same as me. And guys like, oh, but I don't have that. Well, you could do if you worked your ass off. But you don't want to, so show up. Um, so point being, I think. London is a great playground, okay? I think it's good to come back here to test your skills. Because I think if you, for me, for example, I love Krakow because, I love Krakow because Krakow loves me. However, if I'd have started in Krakow, I think that my game would have suffered because compared to London, for me, Krakow is a lot easier in comparison. But I'm so happy that I started in the UK. So I started in Leeds. I went to Manchester, York, fucking Newcastle. Jesus Christ. Um, Then London, right? So I think that London is the best place to learn because the attitude of people in London can oftentimes be very cold and dismissive. People are in a rush. They don't really want to stop and talk. You've also got that added um, issue where she might have been approached seven times that day. And yeah, you can follow like the hypergamy argument like, oh yeah, but she hasn't been approached by me today. She's going to choose the best option. But it still does leave a sour taste in the mouth. If she's been approached five times on Oxford Street, I do believe that even if you are like, quote unquote, like her type, like she might be so pissed off that day because of all like being bombarded on Oxford Street. She's probably not even, she's probably just got the blinkers on. And just as soon as she hears, excuse me, I just wanted to, no, fuck off. I don't want to even look at you. So like that's, you've got, it's more of a, a difficult battlefield to play with. But I think if you can smash it in London, you can smash it anywhere. And I do think it's it's the best city to start. I don't know if you agree with that. No, 100%. I mean, there was always a saying over the years anyway, just how London can be one of the uh, one of the hardest, but one of the best. And if you can approach in London, then you can do it anywhere in the world. Um, you know, London really, I think, accelerates your your learning curve just because of how multicultural it is, because of the volume. You obviously got a lot more anonymity. So it's uh, you've got even more of an ability to practice, um, you know, without it somehow backfiring, I suppose, onto you. Um, but that level of skill that you can get from it, you'll find that if you then go to any other place in the world, it, it, they are they can tend to be a little bit more welcoming uh especially if they're a bit more liberal anyway then they're going to be certainly open to more opportunities and stuff and you'll you'll just have good interactions anywhere but yeah if you were to start off in a different city that is a lot easier i think it's then an even more challenging stepping stone if you're then coming from another city let's say just let, let's say uh warsaw for the sake of it uh, or krakow and then come into somewhere like london I, I think you'll find that there is like a, a huge, huge difference um, with that. But if you can certainly learn in London, and if I, over the years, I, I've, I think that the best coaches that I've come across, they've always started in London first. And then they've just gotten so good here that they have been able to then venture out into the world. And then they've just gotten all sorts of results. And, you know, especially if you're going to cities where um, the uh, uh, beauty is a hell of a lot more common 
Mm. So like with London, you know, yes, we're multicultural and with the volume and stuff, you know, you can sometimes find that there are days that you'll go out and maybe there won't be anything. And then you might find there'll be another day that you'll go out maybe for a couple of hours and all you'll see is just really attractive people everywhere. Um, but, you know, if you go to cities, um, certainly in like Eastern Europe or Scandinavia, the very likelihood is, especially because of that exoticness, every woman that you probably see, you're going to be like, I want to go and talk to her. I want to talk to her. So if you can learn the skill in London, I can assure you when you go to some of these places, you will pick up that momentum very, very quickly. Um, and you'll probably also get results with even more attractive women that you can imagine just because you've gotten over or you've learned how to handle your uh, rejections and, and stuff very early on in a very challenging city. And then you've gone to the the easier option. So, yeah, I, I I absolutely I agree. But yeah, if guys are going to learn, London is certainly I think the best place for it. And then once you've done uh, the coaching or training here, then be adventurous and then go and do like coaching with like especially if you're because I think you're you're thinking of doing like coaching abroad, right? In like different different cities and like. Well, I mean, I already, I, I mean, yeah, I I already do it. But what I'm what I'm doing, so I'm going out to Mexico in November. Um, hopefully Ephraim is going to be joining me out there as well. And also Alex, who obviously you'll meet Alex later, who I'm going to get Alex on a live stream as well, because his story is just like miraculous. But yeah, I've got, I've got, um, my whole philosophy is like, I want everyone who's associated with me to win. Like, that's what I want. That's why the network side of things is so important to me. And I want to help guys level up their lives holistically across the board. Like I've been helping Ephraim. Ephraim's going to get on the live streams as well. So like helping guys like build their own personal brand online or maybe uh if they're not happy with their current job like giving them a blueprint of how they can escape the nine to five or you know like the day game side of things it's just one aspect of why i actually help guys with so yeah like probably next year i'm going to be running more long-term uh renaissance retreats where guys are gonna spend time with me and my other clients as well and just get that full holistic experience where essentially they become better men so i think that's the way that you win in today's um competitive sexual marketplace it's it's becoming a killer essentially and i think that's what what is missing with a lot of guys i think they're too soft i think they're too people pleasing and i think they need to be surrounded by guys whose approach to life that they want to emulate so yeah mm -hmm. going and, and doing these experiences abroad um bringing my other clients in there and yeah i think it's a it's a good way for guys to learn but yeah that's probably going to be next year because i want to do the the boxing retreat first and you know, continue to develop myself as a person as well, because I'm still learning as well. You know, like I'm only 26. Like I'm, I'm basically documenting as I go and hopefully the things that I do are, are valuable to guys. Yeah. And you'll always be um, growing and learning anyway. And even when you're my age uh, in a decade's time, Jesus Christ, actually, yeah, decade's wow. time. Yeah. You're yeah. Nice. So, you know, but I mean, it's, but it, it's good to just, I think for guys to always remember that holistic approach um uh with their lives you know if you're going to be focusing on date uh, on dating especially with you know going on as many dates with women as you want make sure that yeah you've got the rest of your life as well uh sorted and in place you know and that is also what's going to make you attractive and give you things to talk about um with women as well you know if let's say you and your wings or or, or close friends or or the communities that you're in Let's say once a month you book going on a holiday somewhere in Europe, let's say. It could be then a case that if you are then meeting women on the street and they're from Europe, you 
got a conversation to happen saying that oh i just so happened i was in your city last month oh i did this and that you've got a really nice conversation going on there and it's showing how cultured you are as well so you've got plenty of uh things to to work on besides data and i think it's great as well if you are offering um coaching or services that um, are helping guys as well with their masculinity because yeah i do think like guys are going uh, a little bit soft i mean yeah we are kind of living in a time that it's like whatever you do as a guy you're you're in the wrong you've yeah. done something bad which i think is a bit heartbreaking really and that's why like even i'm very aware of you know men's mental health and why i want to be more of an advocate for it for guys um but you know as long as guys are remembering this balance they are consuming themselves in just dating and that they are working on other things in their life that make them uh, an attractive man and gives them an attractive lifestyle then there is no doubt in my mind that they will get results whether it be in london or traveling with you uh, abroad whatever you're you'll get good results yeah, because like, I say to my guys, like, as soon as we've worked together, there's always an open invitation for you to come and join me, like wherever I go, right? So it's like, it's a lifelong commitment from me to you. Like, I don't want you to just be successful for a weekend and then nothing changes, right? I will literally give you everything you need to crush it. All I need in return from you, well, both me and Dan need in return from you is a commitment to yourself. That's literally what it comes down to. Like you've got an open invitation if I'm in Barcelona, fucking Nairobi, <laughs> niche, or fucking Guatemala, fucking hunting for pineapples in the remains of some derelict building, then there's an open invitation for you to come and join me out there. Like, it's non-negotiable. You can come out, book a flight, off we go. You know, we go day games together, we've got a fucking gym together, go swimming in a sea full of piranhas together, hunting for papayas in the wilderness, whatever you want to do, we can do that. But I need you to be on that same path as me, that same frequency. And like you told me, like when we first started, well, I, when I first started the whole coaching thing, like guys will guys will work with whoever they resonate with the most. And I do believe that. You know, if I if I'm looking at like, oh, I want to work with a personal trainer, I don't look at like like subscribe account. I don't look at like how many views the videos again. I look at who do I want to spend time with? Like, who do I resonate with the most? Like what personality is most suited to helping me? The guy could have one subscriber on YouTube. But if he's trying absolute facts and I'm like, yes, I can see myself working with you, then I'll fucking work with you. So, yeah, that's what it comes down to. Like people, people connect with people. It's people that made the world go around. But um, the, the final thing that I want to say is some comments to, uh, to, to, to Hoover up is just because you go abroad, it doesn't mean that you're instantly going to get results either. Right. Because mm. I was in, I was in Brazil at the start of this year. I think guys have got the misconception thinking that, OK, if I'm a gringo and I go to Brazil, girls are just going to be throwing themselves at me. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. And I would actually no, say you're still going to put the graft in. Yeah. Somewhere like Rio actually demands a lot more from a guy because in, in Rio, like I would say, apart from because they 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 leverage beauty a lot in Rio. Like Sam from Fluid Social said this to me. They were like he was like. Um, Brazilian people will the first question Brazilian people will ask before they go to a party is how many beautiful people are going to be there now people might think oh that's shallow it, it just is it's not good or bad it just is just with the way that they do things but like close to that is charisma right you really need to be on it in Brazil especially if you're going to go to the carnival like if you're the gringo with the Hawaiian t-shirt who can't say boo to a fucking goose at home you're, you're, mm. you're not, you're not going to go through this radical transformation in Rio 
Like you need to really bring it. You need to bring the energy. So I do think that's a misconception guys have. They think as long as they've got like a, a British passport, they can go to these foreign shores. Women are going to be throwing themselves. No, wherever you go in the world, there are going to be a lot of high value guys who you're competing with. So you need more than a passport and a fucking Hawaiian shirt. You need to be like the most fuckable version of you and then use this to deliver that. But yeah, you need to set realistic expectations when you're going abroad because there's high value guys everywhere. And yeah. you've got to be interesting as well. You can't just, you don't want to be that guy that if a girl says to you like, oh, what do you do? And you haven't got an answer because you've quit your job just to go and chat up girls all the time. You've got to have something, some context to you. And that is what is also going to make you attractive if you do interesting things um, in your life. So yeah, just, it's just a, just to add on to that, really. Yeah, so let's go through the comments and we can say au revoir because I know you've got a haircut you need to get to. Um, yeah. Would you agree? I got time. What? I got time anyway. So, oh, yeah, right, it's, it's um, only 20 points. Right, so, I mean, as long right, as I this, leave, this, like, this question is coming straight to you. So, get ready for it. Would you agree people who try to better their social skills are shamed to some extent? Um, it can, so it can depend if we're talking about what I would deem as the social ladder, then, um, then yes. So, uh, so if let's say you've got, um, you're, you're in a group with friends and let's say you're kind of like the, the weakest link in that group, you know, for whatever reason, your friends are a lot more confident than you and you're maybe a bit shyer, a bit more anxious and so on. Maybe you're kind of like the one who they, uh, make jokes about um or whatever but but for whatever reason you're the lower one um certainly when guys um i i have seen this in the past um and even in a way experienced it myself as well but you then get guys who they do work on themselves and they are essentially progressing up this social ladder you know they're giving themselves they're putting themselves in a much more attractive position and they're trying to um be on the same level as you know their peers their friends their colleagues whatever people don't always like that they if they know where you are on the ladder mm. they know where they are on the ladder so if they are if you're below them then they know that they are above you and mm. that can be somewhat powerful uh, as well if a guy knows like you know what i'm better than that person you know so Absolutely. When you start challenging that status quo um, and you do start going up, then, yeah, there is an element that, you know, that you will uh, in a way piss people off or people won't like that. And they might try and do their very best to put you down or bring you back down that ladder. Um, so, I mean, what do you do in those situations? Well, clearly, you know, those friends aren't really friends. You know, the right kind of friend should um, be supportive of you and try and bring you up as well as be open to the idea of, as a group or as a team, everyone goes up uh, together. So, you know, if you are finding that you're actually with people that aren't um, letting you or trying to bring you the best version out of you, um, who are trying to make you more sociable or are trying to give you the confidence that you need to be getting results, whatever that can be in life in general, doesn't even have to necessarily be with just with women. It could be maybe getting you a better career, getting you the body that you want to work hard for in the gym and stuff, maybe even getting um, uh, going on like diets, whatever, or, or holidays and stuff. But 
if yeah if you haven't got that right kind of support group in place then you just have to consider looking for a different support group um but yeah i mean it's it's certainly um uh not an uncommon thing that you know when guys are working on their confidence especially if they are a shy person and they are either maybe with other people who are shy there's also an element of like if someone starts moving up the ladder you've got people trying to bring them back down again they don't want you leaving the group they want you to stay with the group as long as possible because as long as you're at this level then people know that they're not alone as well they know that they've got um other people who are just as lonely and are in that victim mentality and mindset just as much as they are and maybe as well they just don't believe in the idea of being more confident or that that where they are is exactly who they're going to be for the rest of their lives and they don't want to progress you know so however way you look at it but yeah I, I do believe there is like a social ladder in whatever kind of like hierarchy or community that there is it could be with friends it could be at work whatever but yeah if if you are finding yourself in that scenario of like people just aren't happy with you moving up then you have to consider breaking away and looking for people who maybe are at that new level that you're looking to reach or maybe you're you've got to look for other like-minded people who want the same thing as well and that you can all move up together yeah it's like crabs in a bucket it's like the whole um people want to see you do well but they don't want to see you do better than them and i do think that it you there comes different points, I think, in a man's life where he has to reflect on his current reality as it is, ask himself, who am I? Who do I want to become? And do the current people in my immediate tribe serve me or strangle me from success? And I do think guys need to be more ruthless and cutthroat when it comes to their holistic relationships. So romantic, social, and also professional as well. Like if you're in a, like the like office politics, if like, if you're in an environment at work where it's very, let's say, woke and everyone is almost shaming you, like, what do you do at the weekend? And you don't want to tell them, like, oh, I went out with the lads and fucking cold approach. I went to like a, like a masculinity workshop, did a meditation retreat, or I went to improv. Like, you can definitely feel guilty for, for, for wanting the things that you want. Yeah. And I think whenever guys do want to expand their social skills, it does require you to step out of the norm like, like actually improving your social skills, there's no quote-unquote normal way to do it. You're going to go to an improv class. You're going to uh, do a stand-up comedy course. You're going to learn cold approach. You're going to do magician or like like musical instruments or whatever. Like it's, it's the road less traveled. So I do think that if you do want to become that highest version of you, you have to be prepared to put your head above the parapet. Like, I don't think that day game, cold approach, magic, it's not its not for those normal people. And I think you'll realize very quickly if you're crowd for this or not, because some guys are just not, and that's fine. It's like, there's a great quote from a film, I can't remember what it was, it's like, you're either a smoker or you're not a smoker. Decide what you are and then just be that. Because I do think there are some guys who almost, they almost like kid themselves into thinking, oh yeah, this is what I want to be. But it's like, it might not actually be. It might not mm. actually be what you want. You might just think, oh, yeah, this looks cool. But like we said before, you actually do need to want it. But, yeah, I think expanding your social skills, it does require you to step out of the shadows into the social spotlight and, and be prepared to get judged by it as well because you will do. Like, especially your your social circle, if they're all, like, not into like not into it, then, yeah, you may well just have to cut them off. There's um, yeah. another, another comment uh, question here for you. 
da 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 uh, I think this guy commented last time. Uh, we're going to give you the same answer, but never mind. Uh, seven days break. Do you have good tips to get going fast? I mean, we answered. I, th I think it's the same guy who, who asked, like, on the previous live stream, he's going on holiday for seven days, and he's worried about uh, losing his momentum. I mean, the advice is the same. You probably will lose a little bit of your momentum. It's absolutely fine. Enjoy your fucking holiday. Just, Enjoy just be sociable. That that's that's it. It doesn't. I mean, uh, being social is just being social. It doesn't matter who you're talking to. A conversation is a conversation. So, as long as you're just giving compliments to people or just striking up a conversation, if you're talking to a bartender or a waiter or a waitress or you're just walking down the street, it doesn't really matter. And you know, you're if. Uh, I think there's. It sounds like there there might be too much of a concern with like, oh, if you're not doing something constantly, you're going to lose that skill. You're not, because otherwise, then it's it's like if someone was working on their physique and their body, if they they'd have to be literally living in the gym every second of the day, and if they didn't go to the gym for a day, then their body is just going to deflate like a balloon, you know, and it's just going to go down, and they're going to lose like their years of hard work. It's it, it's it's not how it works. So I think there's if. If anything, yeah, don't don't worry about it. Just relax. Having a break sometimes is is a good thing. Um, it allows you just to have a bit of a reset, um, especially if you're overthinking. Um, having conversations as well, just enjoy doing whatever. If it is the same guy, and if he's going on holiday, just just enjoy doing probably whatever. On holiday just... right now, mate. It's probably a fucking Ibiza. Like just thinking, oh shit, am I going to get rusty? Well, probably not. But yeah, well, I mean, if, if you're in somewhere like Ibiza, I mean, you could just be literally going up to someone and say, do you want to go back to mine? I mean, I think. It, <laughs> I mean, Ibiza and Magaluf, they've all got their their nicknames for a reason. So I mean, uh, it probably have even even more of a fantastic time and going like. I need to stop being sociable. How can I stop, to, you know, talking to people and all of that? Um, so yeah. no, I, I'd say it's just overthinking there. That's it's it's fine to have a break. You know, your skill's not going to go anywhere if you haven't spoken to literally anyone for a week or something. It's it's not how conversations or or the social skills side of things work. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, cool. Um, words cast the spell. That's a great quote. I'm going to use that. I love that. Um, oh, he's a good one. He's a good juicy one. Allow me to sink my teeth into it. Uh, day game in London still works, but I find the impact it has is far less than, say, five to ten years ago. Fuck me. Uh, women now ask to see your online profile when approaching them. Dating apps have taken their attention. Okay, obviously, this is your personal experience. However, no girl has ever asked to see my online dating profile. First of all, I'm banned from Tinder anyway, so she's uh, she's going to be in for a little bit of a shock. But what, 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 why is this happening? Like, okay. that sounds like so as if like someone's asking you for like a CV or this something never, like. Like this never fucking happens. Like, I've coached for three years in London. It's never fucking happened. I've never had an experience where a girl's been like, "Show me your Tinder." In in, in my so fourteen what, years, I've I've never what's seen anything. There, like. my friend, is your approach is most likely coming up across as creepy as shit and uncalibrated, and she wants some sort of social proof to vet you. She's like, okay, so 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 what I say as well is like. Again, like you need to catch up with the current game. So, like, definitely have a solid Instagram profile as well. Like, the amount of guys who complain about this, being like, oh, I don't want to do Instagram, I don't want to have a profile. Like, realistically, it's a landing page. It's a portfolio for pre-selection to show off your lifestyles, your passions, your interests. Like, if you can't be asked to set up a profile, it's no wonder girls can't be asked with you. But if a girl's asking to, to see your online fucking profile, then, my friend, 
you need to get feedback on your approaches because you're probably going in there like fucking Patrick Bateman and she's just asking you for something to try and verify that you're not a fucking serial killer. So, look, he's been doing this for 14 years. I've been doing it for three. This has never happened. You need feedback from somebody. Otherwise, you're pissing your time away, banging your head against a brick wall. Excuse me, I just wanted to say, show me your bumble. Well, that should not be happening. Anyway, I'll let you, I'll let you go. Yeah, as I said, I mean, I can't say that I've ever come across that in the last 14 years. So, I mean, I'd, maybe this has been a great opportunity, really, for uh, for this guy to actually come forward to do the coaching. Because I, I think I'd need to actually see mm-hmm. what exactly is happening in that scenario or in the conversations if this is coming up frequently, which I doubt is coming up frequently. But yeah. if, this is, if this is something that is happening, then... I, I would need to observe it. I mean, I, I'll play David Attenborough for like uh, a period of time if if that's what works. But um, I, I would need to the see bumble, the bumble request. I, I can. I, I'll try my very best to do like a David Attenborough uh, impression as well. And you know, but I'll, I'll I'll I'll. It sounds like I would need to see what is going on in your interaction to understand like, well, why is the conversation leading in that particular way? what are you saying that's essentially causing that to happen because of course if you're the one going into the approach or into the conversation then you already led it from the start so what then took the conversation down that particular route Mm. Um, and then what can actually be the alternatives to say what can then uh, make sure that we can avoid whatever conversation happening in future so I, again, this is really why, like, you know, being able to then have me film it and see it, and then you can watch yourself and with the the, the feedback in place as well, then at least you can go, ah, okay, now I get the error of my way with this. So there's no point doing the same thing over and over again. And, you know, and if especially if you're not getting the results that you want from it, then you might as well um, take that interest in getting feedback and then finding just at least from a different perspective what is going wrong there um and if it's if it sounds like then it, if if the, the worst case scenario is if if it genuinely just seems to be just somehow miraculously you are the person that always gets asked to show their um their dating cvs to every woman that they're approaching then you're going to just have to consider ingraining that into your um your approach routine um per se but it's it's very unlikely if that's if that's happening um a lot for you it's probably because you're somehow inadvertently leading the conversation in a way but you can get feedback and you can change that there's no uh but but we are we are victims of like habits and routine as well so that's why you need to be shown how to break away from that pattern definitely i hope i hope that answers your question um yeah because i think that's yeah fine um london is a very class-based city that's a very sweeping statement it can work in your advantage but many women this is very generalized many women will reject you based on social class in london you have council estates over the road from one million pound homes my friend you are living in a perpetuating uh, negative self-limiting spiral right here right i'm i was born on a council estate in the middle of nowhere with a place like population 60,000 people. I've pulled girls who I've met in fucking Chelsea, right? And there's nothing inherently special about me. I love the idea of becoming a self-made man, right? Rags to riches type of deal. But it, it pains me when guys are going around with these limiting beliefs. And this is most likely a belief you've had for a long time. And I do empathize with you about that. But 
you need to find a way to break this cycle because you're going into your approaches, you're experiencing failure in advance, you're casting this, this sweeping statement about a huge multicultural city, which has got so many tourists coming into it every year, like the, the, the class system, like many women will reject you based on your class. Like you've not met many women in London. You may have met a handful, but you can't go around with these sweeping statements because it's not true. And also, you only ever need one good approach for your whole mindset to just be opened up, right? It's like the guy who never believes like he's going to get a six-pack and then he sees like a little like outline of like the four-pack in the mirror and he's like, oh shit, it gives him hope, it gives him optimism. But I mean, you've, you've lived in long London longer than I have and I've got like three years of experience here. But just from my personal background, having like where I started off in life to where I am now, I, I really don't think social class should be this this massive limiting belief. What do you think? Absolutely not. I mean, we, I've I've approached in all locations. I've dated women from all different places around London. I know you have. I know loads of other coaches and loads of other men have. So, you know, certainly, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of disagree with this statement. Um, first impressions absolutely matter. So, you know, as long as you're going somewhere dressed decently, then you'll get a warm uh, reception anyway from whoever you talk to, especially if they are receptive to having a conversation. Um, what you can do, depending on if you are interested in in a type of woman from a type of background or culture, is you know to be dressing appropriately to maybe that area. Now, I'm not saying like if you want to be you know chatting up chavs, then you need to be dressing in like a tracksuit all the time, but. If let's say you kind of like women who are more into like their rock music, then maybe dressing a bit more in like a rock fashion and going to somewhere like Camden, you're going to sort of fit in and you're going to, you know, in, if we were to kind of count maybe um, different areas or zones in London as their own little mini societies, then if you're kind of dressing for that society, then absolutely you'll get a couple of extra brownie points in conversations with people because you fit in. It's like if you were dressed in like a rock outfit, uh, sort of like a, a rock gothic look, but you were walking around the city, around like Liverpool Street and Bank, you probably find if you're stopping city workers, then it's probably not going to go as well as you hope. But if you're then dressed a bit smarter, not necessarily in a suit, but maybe like jeans and a, and a blazer and a T-shirt or something, then you're going to get results because you at least kind of fit in with that kind of crowd a little bit more um so it, yeah i mean that that would be really like my only sort of like feedback with that but i mean you can approach and meet people anywhere there's there's no limitation on on anything because you don't know people's backgrounds and also they don't know yours as well they don't know where you've come from and i think it's safe to say for what you see that's promoted a lot in media and magazines you're getting celebrities who are dressing almost like homeless people and you know and, and they're buying like outfits with like ripped clothes and things that are worth like thousands of pounds so these days you have absolutely no idea what someone's background is and how uh, how much money or what their wealth level is or power is um you know just from how they can essentially look but you can at least control that first impression with people if you are at least just dressing decently and fitting into um a particular society but that can that can work literally wherever and, 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 and also as well you don't know what these women are in the market for yeah congruency is good but 
that sense of antithesis, like opposites, can be arousing as well. Like, for example, you could have the rock attire on and you could be going through Canary Wharf. And because you're so wickedly differentiated from the type of guy she's traditionally used to, she might just want a different flavor ice cream that day. So, like, you don't know what women are in the market for. Just because, like, the last time that we filmed in Chelsea, I was wearing a fucking tank top. And they were absolutely loving me over there. So, it's 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 not like it's not even necessarily like for me anyway like you're almost like you're you're planting these beliefs into these women you don't know anything about them so like just as a case study as well to elucidate this like um a guy who i'm working with right he he's an investment banker right so let's say as far as social state he's telling me a story yesterday actually about um, because he's well connected, he ended up on this date a couple of years back with his billionaire's daughter, right? So, like, in terms of like social status, like he's fucking up there. But what I love about Cold Approach is it's the ultimate equalizer. Like, the streets don't give a fuck about what your social status is. The streets could because like it's not the same as like social so, social circle game or night game or online game where you can you can visually demonstrate value. Like, all she sees is the person in front of her. And to make anybody feel better about the lives watching this, he's getting blown out left, right, and center as well. Even though he's got a shitload of value to deliver with him, what we're working on is actually getting those first few seconds on point. So actually getting the girl's attention, actually getting her to stop, making sure his vocal tonality, body language, proximity to the girl, like all of this stuff is on point. So don't just think as well, like just because you're high up the social ladder, that day game becomes easier. No, day game doesn't give a fuck about your social status. Mm -hmm. It's just about you and that girl in those five minutes. It's like speed dating away, speed dating on the fucking streets. It's how well can you convey yourself in a limited window of time? So yeah, look, I hope that has helped you because you're your own worst enemy at the moment. There's guys out there who are high up the social ladder who are still getting blown out. But like this is a lottery, right? Some girls will be into you, some girls won't. Same girl, different day, different story. If you don't play, you won't win. So you have to just keep putting the reps in and trying your best to find ways to overcome this perpetuating negative cycle. Yeah, and, and just accepting that, you know, it's okay if people aren't interested in you or if people are having bad days or if you're having a bad day and stuff um i think there's also just i think guys have sometimes a bit too much of an expectation with results when they are going out and just forgetting that you you've got to remember that everyone's got their own lives going on um you are doing something that is so fast forward with trying to get results you know where you're meeting more women than i think most people have ever imagined in their entire lives so you, you have to give people the benefit of the doubt that you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea you're not going to be everyone's you know perfect partner however much i think over the years sometimes there has been that portrayal of you know you can get any woman you can sleep with any woman but yeah it, it's it's not the case at all you know and in fact it, in a way it's kind of a good thing because not only are you getting the learning curve of knowing how to handle rejection by getting desensitized to it mm -hmm. um and also actually experiencing um uh, exposure therapy to this sort of thing but you're also going to be just finding people that are on the same wavelength as you and people that you actually do want to be spending time with. They're not just a pretty face, that they are someone that you can connect with. And the likelihood is you probably, that you know, which is why this is great for a lot of guys, is that they can find their partners from it because eventually at some point you are going to find someone who is 
exactly what you were looking for. And mm. you won't just find one person of that. You will find that probably several and many times as well. I don't necessarily believe in like the whole um, soulmate kind of thing. I think we're all grown up to being around like the same TV shows, movies, music, brands, etc. That you know, everyone's ideology is kind of like overlap and integrate in some form. But it's so easy then to be meeting people who, yeah, are on that same wavelength. So depending on what you're looking for you'll essentially come across that and you'll be like, yeah, perfect. This will, this will just fit like a glove and it will just work wonderfully. How, how well you arrange going on a date and chat to each other and it will just be effortless. How much time have you got left before you need to go? Uh, probably about five, 10 minutes. And okay. I want to sort of squeeze in a bit of food yeah. before I go. All right, final five minutes then. Uh, by the way, our friend uh, Gabriel Blup has asked us the same question again, how he can uh, stop losing his momentum after a seven-day break. Bro, we've answered this question three times now, so stop asking the same fucking question. Or at just, least take yeah, the time Just, to just go out, just start doing doing approaches again. If it's, you know, I mean, there, there are guys who go out only every weekend. So, you know, you if you're doing a week a weekend you're gonna have to wait a week anyway until you're out again um anyway and and those guys have no problem just go out if you find that you've had this seven day break and you're feeling a little bit shy just start off just doing more altruistic things give compliments to people uh buy a hot chocolate give it to a homeless person or just to a stranger or something like that just do something easy. Just start off very small. You don't have to go straight in with the, I have. I must have like a full-blown conversation. Otherwise, I have failed because I've had a break for a week. It's 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 not how it needs to be. Just just when, you, when you've got the free time again after a week, just go out. Just walk around for a bit, explore, ask questions to people to get started, ask for directions, start strike conversations with people, and then just get that momentum back and then just go straight into it. Or you can just go straight jumping into the deep end if you really want to um, and just go up to people and be like, hey, I like you. Let's have a chat. And, you know, in a much more sophisticated manner than that. But, you know, you you can do that. It's, there's no different. I've known guys who have had breaks for like months and then they've got back into it again. And then first day, even first approach, they were absolutely fine. So um, don't don't stress about it too much. Yeah, you're much more empathetic than I am to these fucking questions. You've asked the same question three times now, mate. Ask it again. I'm just going to fucking block you because we've given you so much fucking value already. If you're still stressed about your holiday, then don't take a fucking holiday. Right, nice one. Uh, to wrap things up, where can people find you? Um, so I've started a YouTube channel called Dating Anxiety. Um, so uh, I have now trained as a, a life coach and I'm about to get my practitioner certificate for um, training in something called Integral Eye Movement Therapy. So um, I'm a big advocate of guys going out and doing the street approach and stuff. I, I I love just the the results that people get and the benefits from it. But, you know, in regards to the life coaching side of things, I want to be able to hold guys accountable to make sure that they can carry on doing the stuff after they've gone to a dating coach. And also with the eye movement stuff, which essentially helps people to detach their negative emotions and experiences from memories. So let's say if you've got a guy who's suffered from rejection a lot or he has a lot of limiting negative beliefs about himself, then I want to be able to help guys to remove those uh, those boundaries or sticking points. So if they then want to work with yourself or maybe if they've got doubts about themselves uh, before or afterwards, then I want to be able to help guys with that. 
And, uh, and I suppose lastly, um, I have set my YouTube channel up called Dating Anxiety, which I will be sharing like lots of content about my experience in the, uh, the dating industry, giving a lot of advice and feedback, especially on the life coaching and uh, integral eye movement therapy front to help guys, you know, with their confidence, their anxiety and and more importantly, their mental health as well. You know, I do believe every guy should be uh, experiencing doing street approaching. I, I kind of believe it should be a bit of a rite of passage. You know, I think you get so many good things out of it, but it is just doing it in a very healthy manner rather than getting too over obsessed with it. Um, cause I, I've just seen, uh, if I did a podcast actually with David, which I've, I've released now, but, um, you know, we kind of speak about, um, just some, some of the dark elements of the industry, um, and, uh, you know, what it can do to people. So, um, definitely, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting podcast. Um, I'm going to have Christian on my my channel and interview him, hopefully on like masculinity and, and his background and stuff as well, uh, which I think would be really, really beneficial for guys. And um, uh, and yeah, so you can you can find me on there. I think actually I logged in on my account on my phone, so it should hopefully um, just be connected to it. But yeah, if you just type in dating anxiety um, or at dating anxiety, if you want to do the ID thing, then uh, yeah, you should be able to find me that way too. Yeah, I'll link you in the descriptions as well, um, so guys can find you. But yeah, in terms of in terms of the value that you provide now, because you become fucking life coaching, IEMT practitioner, helping guys with self limiting beliefs. On top of that, like your fucking cold approach history, filming fifteen thousand these fucking things. Like, there's there's no better person for these guys to learn from. There really isn't. So yeah, the link is in the description for you to find more about more out about the Renaissance stage, what we're offering. Um, have this full experience with Daniel because we're not going to be around forever as well. It's the final thing that I'll end on. Like, you know, we're not going to be around forever and this offer is not going to be around forever either. It's also going to become more expensive. So yeah, for me, if I was starting my journey now, I would be gobbling up this opportunity to spend like four hours with you. Um, oh, that was one, one final thing. Um, a guy asked me the other day, is four hours enough? Uh, what we're doing... Um filming and getting feedback from me yeah um yes um i i i, I can proudly say like i'm i'm good at what i can do i can yeah. uh as as long as you get enough approaches in that that's the important thing like if you have to push uh, yourself yeah and you know to an to an extent i'll start off not pushing people because i want to mm -hmm. also just gauge you know how reactive are you with you you know if you see someone that you like because if i can see like you're you're very hesitant then you know already i know what kind of feedback to give you but ultimately then i can certainly be jumping in as as a coach which i'll, I'll do anyway but then push you into interactions as well as um i, I think you'll probably agree with me on this but i've got a good eye with spotting if yeah. people give you those either indicators of interest or if i think someone would be your type 100 um, 100 yeah. so many approaches we filmed there's one with like a brazilian girl on the bridge there's another one with a girl we filmed recently who were talking about coming out of the vagina um she like you you, you just know you just know, like you just pick up, you've got that sixth sense about, yeah, you're just spotting girls from a fucking mile away being like, yeah, this is, this, this will be a good one. And then as the, let's say the client, I'm able to experience that success in advance there. I've been given your seal of approval and it makes the whole interaction so much easier. So having in your court, someone in your corner like Daniel, so to point these girls out for you, yeah, because you're going to be like blissfully unaware. A lot of times guys are not even looking straight ahead, looking at the fucking floor. It's like, bro. Yeah, or they're, they're looking that way and then I'll, I'll be looking that way. And then and all the girls are on that side rather than that side. So, so, 
yeah i mean so for me i i've got in, in fact even i was going to say sixth sense with it um you know a hundred percent i can spot the things that you don't necessarily spot because it's been part of my job over the years to you know have that open peripheral vision to try and find content for coaches to uh to approach so yeah definitely in that period of time um absolutely i can do it but obviously yeah it's dependent on the amount of women that you approach and yeah okay it can also be dependent on what the, the day is and the time as well what the weather is like can sometimes affect um but ultimately i will push you still into conversations you know with me it's about making sure that i can just see how you're interacting with people if you can talk to people definitely you really like obviously 110 percent you've got to do that but also it's about trying to rack up as many conversations as you can have so that then yeah you can get the feedback from me and definitely from christian as well so um yeah four hours is is easily more than uh enough time uh really if guys want to do more then then great but i'd be saying like a few months later do that you know and you can create whatever rotation with that maybe you like booking like every quarter of a year you're like oh, okay i want my regular recap you know just and training just to make sure like i'm on track with things then perfect but four hours I, I think is certainly like more than enough for for what a guy would need so yeah yeah 100 you'll get more done in four hours than the average guy is going to get done in four months it really is the best accelerant for your progress because you've got the accountability you're getting it on camera again the footage is for your private use only and you're getting feedback from uh, both me and daniel so yeah in terms of actually accelerating your progress this is the best offer that's currently available it's not going to be around forever and it's the, the price of it is not going to remain the same because we already know that we're undervaluing it, but we want as many guys to get involved with this opportunity. Uh, so if you are listening to this live stream now and you resonate with us, you like what we do and you're ready to actually accelerate your progress and get no bullshit feedback on what you're doing well and also more importantly, what you're doing wrong, then just click mm. the first link in the description, follow the page or go onto my website, you'll be able to read everything and then just book a free 30 minute consultation call with me, right? It's no obligation to sign up when you're on the phone. You get to speak to me for 30 minutes. I'll let you know if I genuinely think you're right for this program. If you're not right for it, I'll give you steps, action action steps to do before you uh, revisit the program again. Like we said at the start, like we want guys to actually get results from this because it's a reflection on, on us as people. So we'll go above and beyond to make your ideal reality your actual reality. Um, and it's up to you. You know, it's up to you how much you want it. So when you do come along and work with us, just make sure you bring your best self to the day. Leave nothing on the table. Don't be going back on that train off or plane or fucking boat home, <laughs> however you got here, being like, oh, I wish I'd done more. Like, you don't want to be living without regrets. So just bring your best self. You'll get the results that you want. Okay. Yeah. No, it's true. And and also, you know, you're in, you're in safe hands. And, and don't forget, I mean, I, I've trained a lot of coaches and, uh, um shape them into you know the coaches that you've viewed on on youtube today and you know and this is over the last sort of like 10 to 14 years so you know i i know at least what i'm i'm talking about with this industry or at least like i hope that's the kind of uh message that i have been able to portray to people that you know i know what you need to do to get the results and you know and you sit and if you want the proof i mean just look at literally any coach's video that exists especially if they pass through London on YouTube, um, because, you know, I've been able to shape how they've had their interactions on camera um, through like thousands and thousands of videos. So, yeah. 
Cool. Nice. Nice. Well, listen, mate. Enjoy your haircut. Um, we're going to be. Well, you'll be able to see it later. I mean, we'll, well, we'll, yeah, we'll catch up with you this afternoon. Got, you'll you'll be able to um, got, have a look at the, it. But got the secret meetup for members of the entourage. We're all going to get together, secret location, secret meetup, secret part of London, and yeah, just uh, shoot the shit. I think um, I think one of our members is bringing his girlfriend along as well, who he got from Cold Approach. So when they get married, that's going to be my first client fucking wedding yeah you'll have, to, you'll have to interview him and um and uh, if if he'd be i suppose he's been on camera before but yeah you have to interview yeah. him and, and say you know uh like like talk us through it or walk us through it or, or hell if 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 he's daring and his missus is daring get them both as an interview on camera oh man and, that, um, would be, you know, that would be so good be, be so and then he'll get the feedback of what you could have done best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have negged them off. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right, nice. But I'll see you later. Enjoy your haircut. Don't get too much taken off. Uh, bring your cat with you as well. Make sure you bring your cat. Um, if, if she wants to come. If she wants to come. Right, ask her. Ask her if she wants to come. I'm trying to, ga- I'm trying to game her at the moment. She's been unresponsive to her messages. <laughs> anyway, She's so much. docile. She'll, she'll be anyone's. Like, like, that's why we have to, why we have to keep her indoors as much as possible. Like, she'll just go home with anyone. One. She's she's a, she's a dirty, <laughs> dirty girl. I think. Oh, my, my type of pussy. Anyway, right. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>